ladies and gentlemen, it's once again Dietrich Davis from Wrestlers with Experience with Mark Knight here. What up? What up? What up? What's good? Um, Mark Morell, Mark Knight, aka the man with a whole bunch of AKs. Yeah, um, A's. I made a, a, a series <laughs> of foolish mistakes last night. I was, uh, I have a large backlog between two shows, and I was uploading everything, and I upload everything to the same iTunes show thing. So, right. for those who saw it when I tweeted it, and then I caught myself at four forty-five in the morning, I apologize. I will re-upload everything again tonight. As in this two separate show brackets. Right. I think I was just overworking myself and moving at 100 miles per hour. Fuck, bro. I didn't get that tweet. Also, I deleted it immediately. Um, okay. Also, I need to make sure, also with the video component coming, I want to make sure that you guys can get this on video on demand so when you're at work and they don't and they shut down, excuse me, shut down YouTube on you and they tell you they can't do things, we got your back. Word. You could download the video content off of iTunes, so you'll have an audio version and a video version. The first eight or ten episodes will just be images of me and Mark as we talk, still images, and then the video component when it comes in in the next two weeks. I say honestly by, let's say, late June into early July, right. you'll have full video components you could download on iTunes, download on Amazon Play, um, Spotify. I don't know if I'm fucking with them yet. I'm really not too sure. They, they're real sticky in the water. YouTube, mm -hmm. I love YouTube, but Leo Cohen is playing a game with the music. I'm not gonna hold my tongue about it. Um, Leo, I'm not gonna call you a culture vulture, but whatever you do go, you do change the blueprint and the rules for everything. So that is what that is. Shaking my head, dog. <laughs> yeah, you know, that is, uh, yeah, right, completely. Um, so. I love YouTube. I love the format system. I'm not going to rely, as I'm going to tell you listeners, we are not the series of podcasts that I'm creating here on Dietrich Davis On Demand with the Wrestlers With Experience and Important Nobodies podcast with other shows to come. We are not the people who are going to rely on YouTube to get paid. We are going to create our own advertisers. We're going to make sure we do it the old school grassroots way because that's the way that works. Fact the Rooney. And straight up and down. So if you hear any ads, we will not bombard you with it. We will include it to the show. It'll be most likely subliminal. You won't even know you're purchasing what we told you to go get. Anyway. <laughs> I applaud you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had to chop it up and let the people know I will never lie on this microphone. When I crack this mic, it will always be 100% the truth. All right. You will always hear me legally protect the show, no matter how crazy it sounds. Legal protection is everything. But um, hopefully that you guys will understand that we are bringing you the most, hopefully, to become at least the second and third runners of where you get your wrestling news from. Indeed. From either myself or Mark's Twitter or Instagram account or just you being a part of our everyday social media lives and everyday podcasting Word. and getting everything done. So with that being said, Mark, how you feeling today? I'm good, brother. You know, just maintaining, man, just relaxing, you know, just having epiphanies on Thursdays like how I normally do. Right, right, right. It's funny how we always try to film this. We was originally going to say we do this on Wednesdays, but right. Thursdays end up turning into the day. Exactly. But I like Thursday because Wednesday kind of is the is the end of the week of all wrestling. Nothing happens. It yeah. seems like a lot of shit goes down it's like, Wednesday and then. It's like, it's, yeah, like you said, it's like it's going down. It's probably dead for a little bit, but then it picks back up on the uh, on the Friday, Saturday, Sundays, because that's where the loops really take place for all of the promotions worldwide. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the news tend to break out during um, 
during these times. Wednesday usually is like the capper for like the news from the last week. Right. So it's usually the start of the week on Thursday as in yeah, the world yeah. of pro it's, wrestling. It's our Monday morning when it comes to professional wrestling and shit. Absolutely. So I just um I want people to know that I want people to know that we are putting a lot of work into the show. A lot of people see a lot of podcasts and this, that and the other where we're we're very young. When it comes to this, I'm not young to uh, new to podcasting, but this podcast is very young. So we ask you guys when you see it up there, uh, make comments, make rude comments, make angry comments. If you want to say "fuck you, Dietrich," "fuck you, Mark," you, you're welcome to type that. We Trolby, will not. I'll drop you on your ass. Yeah, <laughs> just make sure you hit that rating. Give us a real rating. You know, we don't give a fuck. Call us out on what we say. Yeah, and man. when we add the video component and we start going live on YouTube, we ask you guys to join the conversation Word. by making a super chat when we set that all up. And when you hit that super chat, you make that donation. And we will read. We, we will talk to you live as the show is going. I know Word. a few other podcasts do that, but mm-hmm. I don't know how many wrestling shows do that. I usually catch all the wrestling shows after they're done right. and they're pre-recording. So we're going to try to become a full-blown live wrestling podcast we want to give you guys the experience that you would expect from a wrestling podcast right so just you know just know that you won't be disappointed when Dietrich and I are on the scene and also something I've been considering when I think I want to do some watch alongs I think by SummerSlam okay I want to do a live watch all right but instead me and you are doing the commutating for the show versus listening to WWE's commentary so if you guys want, you can sync up with us. When we, I'm gonna test it on SummerSlam. I'm saying it now. We may not do it, but I say on SummerSlam, we set the pay per view up here. We set the mics up. We set the live cam up. You you open up your computer. You put your TV screen on WWE Raw and your computer on us, and you let us feed you audio wow. commentary. So you about to get it good. Yeah, we're trying to make sure you guys uh, are getting a different experience when it comes to the business of right wrestling. On. And shit like that. So, very unique week. Um, mm-hmm. We usually do two shows a day. This is episode 10, ex- officially. Uh, some people don't make it to five podcasts before they give up. We're at 10. Wow. Um, so, you guys will be getting all of that uh, tonight. Um, first thing I want to talk about, I'm going to mix this show up. I, I think I'm just going to do one episode today. And I'm going to tell you why. Because there's not a lot of WWE news. The first thing I want to touch on, because I just want to get it out the way. Uh, Enzo is cleared of all charges. Everything was dropped. Right. You know, that that ha- actually happened to take place yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Enzo Amore's case uh, with the alleged rape charge back in October. Right. Uh, has been in trial for about a couple of months now. Um, his world basically was well, turned upside down. he didn't make it to trial. I think they was still going back and forth. Right. There was a lot of, a lot of that going dropped. on. You know. But um, for those of you who followed Enzo Amore's career in war wrestling entertainment, uh, you know he was, you know, let go subsequently for this alleged rape. Yeah, because they have a zero tolerance with everything. Right, and the thing is that you know they felt like they didn't let him know and whatever, even though he said he did let them know or whatever. Yeah, they played the game, and well, he said he didn't let them know because he didn't think it was that serious. Right, because the bitch was basically crazy, and. I think everyone, once they heard the girl speak and talk, can be 100% in agreement that the bitch was crazy. At the end of the day, and all personal feelings aside, because I don't know Enzo Amore. Though he seems like a pure douche. At the end of the day, this woman cost 
this man his career, cost this man his job, cost this man an opportunity and a bunch of paydays. Well, you know, you know what? Also, I don't want to blame it on her completely because if Enzo would have said, "Hey, let me, hey Vince, hey guys, I got into some shit, got arrested. I didn't tell you guys. Let me let you guys know now. So when this shit hits the fan." they would have been able to get in front of it and maybe give him the legal team to help because WWE has stepped in before. Which they have. And he was bringing up the numbers on 205 Live. He was bringing a different look to 205 Live. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder if he will return to WWE. I think he should be allowed to. Or will he go to Impact? Or will he try his uh, fingers in New Japan or Ring of Honor or something like that? Well, I think gathering from what... um from what I've seen as far as the reports are going. Um, Don Callis, you know, said that he's not too sure if he might bring him into Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the WWE, it would be nice that if he could, but he would have to really uh, warm up the, uh, well, actually have the brass in WWE to warm up to him again. Yeah. But however... Because they could use him on 205 they, Live. They, they can. But however... Um, there, there is talk that he's considering looking to get into the music industry, which was pretty clear for a long time. You know, because he's you know, a trash rapper, though he's horrible. Right, but you know, he can see himself doing that or doing DJ or DJing and gets getting a bunch of gigs, being a professional DJ, touring DJ and stuff like that. So he'll probably fit in that um, that manner of doing that. But whatever the case may be, whatever he does, whatever Enzo does, hopefully, you know. This won't trail behind him like how it's yeah. done for other people because the way that I've been feeling nowadays today, I've been feeling like a lot of women have been lying on a lot of stuff. Well, you know, I won't say I will. I, I will say there are some women who make up shit, but at the same time, I think Shorty. The sad part is whatever he was doing, he was in the vicinity of that bitch. Yes, and um, Enzo doesn't look like there was a video that TMZ put up. And you can tell that he just got finished doing some disrespectful shit. And even though there was no one around, you could just buy the video energy. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse us. That's what you get for joining a wrestlers with experience. <laughs> um, with the way he is operating, I wouldn't be too shocked if he... Um, Probably did or didn't. I, I wouldn't say that he did because obviously the charges were dropped. But I think he makes a lot of bad choices. Yeah. When he's not in a WWE element, and he's obviously not in again, mm-hmm. do some females lie? Yeah, but the sad part is, is that statement that makes females who do get violated not allowed feel that they can't come forward. So going forward on that, just to touch on it, what like you like you saying, and I agree with you. There are a, there are quite a there are quite a lot of women, and there's some people that they will take their when they are victims who they just want justice, and there are some women yeah. that when they are victims they want to get paid. Exactly. So. This woman in particular that sued Enzo or put the charges on Enzo, right. she was looking for a payday. Yeah. Well, she didn't ask for any numbers. I think she wanted him jailed because he didn't want her. Right. So at the end of the day, Rejection. bitch, you was a groupie, and that was it. Um, But uh, I think if Enzo came back to WWE and you make it look as if he never left and he addresses everything, like you, you females in the audience are trying to get a piece of the Enzo and get on the Zoe train and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. And uh, he ain't never. I ain't never lose that belt. I need that belt back. Blah blah blah. And let that him work. That let him work. go face. Let him head up against Buddy Murphy. Mm. Let those two go back and forth. Buddy Murphy. I didn't realize how petite, how small in stature he is, but that dude, him and Enzo, I think would have a good feud. 
I think with so. the whole qualifying and this, that, and the other. And I think Enzo and what's his name? Cedric. No, 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 no. The dude who's the uh, general manager. Uh, you're talking about the Maverick. The little guy. Yeah, aka Rockstar Spud. There you go, Rock, aka Rockstar Spud. I think him and and Enzo can have a good going back and forth. Yeah, they're both entertaining guys. Right. I'm surprised. Is Rock, is Rockstar Spud injured or anything? Or that's no, just they his just position got, in the they, that's just his position in the company. But I think that might be temporary, you know, until uh, you know they they force him to put on the tights and work. Right. So Jeff Hardy's injured again. Okay, I didn't know that Jeff Hardy was injured. How yeah, that it? just that broke earlier today, late last night. But long story short, he was doing a, his first live event or second live event back. Okay, and he's injured again. So mm. we got that shit going on as the United States champion. I don't know if he'll have to relinquish the title. Um, Jeff Hardy, as he's getting older, those injuries are starting to he's starting to become injury prone heavily, and he just <clears throat> got back in the action maybe for the last month or two. Exactly. You know, consider the fact that um, he. Sat out for almost like what five six months. Yeah, throughout the from from he the time missed he WrestleMania. Came back. He he. I mean, he was there, but he wasn't a part of the show. Right. And his brother's career seems to be booming with, you know, the Wyatt situation. If there was a person that the E needed to really push in this magnitude, it's Matt. And the reason why I say this is because it's like Matt's he's world championship material. That's exactly where you know this. And and I, I don't want to. I want to like build around that. You know, for years, everyone has pushed Jeff in the forefront, Jeff in the forefront, and treated Marty, treat, I was about to say Marty, you know, treated Matt like Marty Janetti mm. in this particular case. Or in this particular reason, like, if you push the Steiners, everyone knew that the better wrestler was, was Rick, but the man with the personality was Scott. And you know what's funny? It took 20 years for that personality to come out. Yeah. You gotta think about. It. We knew that shit was behind his eyes, mm-hmm. but when he laced up that Big Papa Pump gimmick, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, there was no turning back. Is he Big Papa Pump now? No, he's the dad body in the t-shirt wrestler. But at the end of the day, um, and he has that bad nerve damage in the middle of his chest. Yeah, that you know, with the I forgot what the um. It's really just nerve. It's nerve damage. Sometimes when a, a person's pectoral is degradation in the pectoral and. Yeah. I forget what causes that. It's really not, it's not from steroids like what people think. It's not this. Um, Jericho has it a little. Coffee Kingston has yeah, it a little. Yeah, right, right. Taker definitely has it. Mm-hmm. But Taker never had a robust chest. He had a very flat, muscular chest. Right. But um, it happens. It's very calm. It's not uncommon, but it's not a. It's it's just one of those when it happens, it happens. Right. But um, he just happened to has it have it worse than anyone I've ever seen that's, before. That's true. Yeah. So, but but um, at the end of the day, back to back to Matt, Jeff, uh, Matt, Matt Hardy. Yeah. Right. Think Matt should really be in a singles capacity, working in a singles capacity, working holding a singles title because his 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 persona just says I am a single star. Yeah. And, and you know what's so sad? It seems like he's kind of helping. And this is my personal opinion, that he's helping Bray Wyatt grow and maybe he's showing Bray Wyatt longevity. Well, you're absolutely right. Because it's in the same boat like how Taker has done for Kane, mm-hmm. Big Show, and every other person, and Brock. Yeah. Kane's did it for those guys to take them to that next level. Yeah, So, and, this, and it's so sad because um, Bray has been a world champion and I felt that if he was the one person who should have left WrestleMania 
as the world champion, or they should have gave given him more time, yeah. or you shouldn't have put the belt on him and saved that moment. Because once they gave him the belt, it was now give him the spotlight, and they didn't give him the spotlight he needed. Yeah, it was so, just, it was just a transitional deal. But I mean, that's so unfortunate. Your world champion, not to interrupt you, your world champion should never be transitional. But unfortunately, this is War Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah, and um, and Triple just, H is the greatest transitional champion. That's just of what all they time. do. Well, second to Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, she. And I'm a Bret Hart fan, by the way, just to let you know. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I know that they don't know that. Right, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a diehard Bret Hart fan. Right, but I mean, he's just a transitional champion. Another transitional champion where I can probably even touch on was Randy Savage, Macho yeah. Man. Yeah, I don't think he ever got that true strong reign, except for his very first run as world's champion. His yeah, very first run. even when he was in WCW, it was you're the man, but you're not the man. But right. hold this belt until we give it to the man. Exactly. So it's it's so weird. Big Show, I think, was always a transitional champion. Yeah, maybe we should do a top ten list next week. A top ten transitionals in every category. It's not a bad idea. We, everyone does top ten greatest, top ten this. We're going to do top ten, ten transitionals. That's this is a first because don't nobody, <laughs> no podcast, no 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 video. Uh, top ten. They don't list. talk about the transitional guys. Nah, and and there's been a lot of transitional guys. And with my knowledge and what you know, oh damn. The the list this. <laughs> Unfortunately, today the whole WWE roster is transitional. Right, but but, um, we, but we need to work on the top ten, and we're gonna pull everybody from not only WWE. Well, let's do top ten WWE in all the belts, and then a okay. separate show for WCW. Okay, and then National a, Wrestling Alliance. Yeah, we could do we could we could we, do that. Yeah, let's stick with two. Let's do the big two first. See yes. the response. Mm-hmm. So we're drinking a lot of beer here, people. Forgive us. Excuse me. I'm sorry to belt you your ear, Mark. That's all right. <laughs> but, My belt should be coming soon. Yeah, but um, long story short, um, I think that's what we should do. Definitely the transitionals. No one touches that. They talk about ten greatest, ten worst, ten of the ten transitional champions. And sometimes a transitional champion can help the company that's when true. they need someone to well, heal up. I mean, hey, who was the? I can name you two WWE World Champions. Mm-hmm. That were in a transitional position to help lay the foundation for certain guys. Let's save that for next week, though. Can, can I just give them just? just no, I want to save that because I don't want people to. Go, oh, God, I don't want it. them to beat us to our list. <laughs> hold on, hold on to that. I know, but I'll I'm. tell you one person who never had a transitional person hold his belt. That was Austin. They let Austin work injured and cut promos for a month straight, and never had to transition the belt. Uh there was one. So who's that one? The guy who just uh, won the primary. Who's the primary? In Kentucky. Kane. Nah, <clears throat> Kane was a storyline. When he, Kane lost that belt for that one night, and I've said this on an earlier episode, Kane, one title reign is more important than all of John Cena's title reigns. I've said this before. Yeah, you did say that. You did I say did that. I did say that. But you got to remember, I, I, Kane wasn't a transition. That was them telling a story. Transition means there's no one else. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know the direction we're going in. Here's the belt, i.e., not to bring it up. I didn't want to talk about it. Big Show Summer going into SummerSlam in WrestleMania 2000. All right. Yeah. All right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. When, when he went into that New Year's phase, 
Big Show was a transitional champion. He was still proving himself to us, and his stock had dropped since WrestleMania. Mm. Since WrestleMania 2000. Well, okay, but I, I, that's that's that that may be true, but I kind of beg the difference. And he was a double transitional champion because he did that again while he while he held the belt for Brock when Brock first bruised his ribs and he lost it at SummerSlam. So Big Show twice in his career was a transitional champion. Actually, three times when he had the world fucking title and then had to drop the belt when what's-his-name cashed in or Jericho won it off of him. So Big Show's whole career is transitional champion. Damn. Now, when you look at Kane, they had to make sure Monday Night Raw popped the fuck off. Kane couldn't bleed. You wouldn't see the blood through the mask. So Austin had to take the busted open to win the title and then come back the night after, mm-hmm. after the hellish King of the Ring pay-per-view, mm-hmm. after Mick Foley fell off the cage, they that popped the crowd bigger than Mick Foley going off the cage. Now the next night on Raw, ratings is through the fucking roof. True, true, true. Austin wins the title back. Right. He didn't hold the title. Now when Austin was injured, he held on to that fucking title for a long time while he's cutting programs with Kurt Angle and this, that, and the other, they had to get Austin to next pay-per-view. Yeah. So Kane was a storyline aesthetic versus Big Show, whole transitional career. Right. Jericho on the low was a transitional champion, too. That was another person I was going to mention. <laughs> so the- so, but, but another transitional champion. I want you to hold it, though. I really want you to hold it. Damn it, I just want to say the initial. Can I say the initial? No, no initial. We'll save it for the next show. All right, man. We're gonna get off this transitional God, shit. Yeah, let's 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 get to it, man. But we're gonna so, but um but but again, Matt Hardy, like you said, to go back full circle. Yeah, Matt should Matt should be and, in a singles capacity, should yeah. be a And you can still have him with Bray, but push him as a singles as exactly. well. Help have Bray help him uh sustain uh sustain the world title shot. Until right, and then eventually set up a program to where Bray and Matt can go, go at, at it, it for again. the title, right? And then boom, you push Bray to that. If if the if the people accept him, because Bray has been bur- Bray has been burnt to the fans through WWE booking, and that's very yeah. unfortunate. You know, because if you shave it, because Husky Harris, we knew he was the man, mm-hmm. but now with the Bray Wyatt character, we go, okay, he's a he's a certified star, but. You know, it is what it is. Um, I want to jump into the biggest story of the week. And to me, it's the biggest story because I'm all about the business side. I'm all about how the numbers roll. All right. And I said it on our very one of our early episodes of the first of the uh, of these first 10 episodes. I think I said I don't remember which one, but I did say that. Fox is coming to purchase the WWE Network. And I only had that because I got a friend who works over at Fox. Right. And she put me on to a few things. And she basically the narrative of how Fox is thinking. Mm-hmm. And with Fox giving up their giant film division, sports seems to be exactly what they want. Well, if you look at it like this, right? <clears throat> From football, UFC, uh, World Cup soccer. They got a large stake with the Fox, UFC. Fox got their hands on a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. So now to fill the void, you put in World Wrestling Entertainment. That's just going to take Fox to the next level. Right. Well, Fox don't need to go to the next level. Still, they still have some of the highest rated programs on, programmings on television. But when you have 
basically 365 Ugh. days of content you need to create. Excuse me. Um, WWE is something to fill that content void. And Fox got a couple. They, they just, if this is correct and the, and the rest of the deal goes through with Disney, they got a couple billion dollars to spend. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So Fox Sports and them putting in putting SmackDown on a totally separate show and Raw on a totally separate show because USA said they don't want that. And I think you, Vince, being the businessman that he is, mm-hmm. is going to say it's both or nothing. Now, it, I think them going to Fox would be good for two reasons. One, Fox is only going to give them two hours per show. But they might get the 10 to 20 minute overrun, but they 100% might not. Okay. But them losing that third hour of Raw might save them ratings-wise. Also, I think they're going to get a larger casual fan on the Fox network than anywhere else because a lot of fans who watch Fox Sports really don't turn the station from Fox Sports. No. I mean, think about it like this. When you go to a bar like Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever the place may be, mm-hmm. when you go inside, um, usually the television is on Fox Sports, right, or ESPN one or two. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen? So what's going to happen is, is that on those Tuesday nights where SmackDown is on, you have SmackDown on 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 the screens. People are going to watch, right? Uh, uh, you know, and a lot of those, a lot of sporting bars, big chain sporting bars, do have contracts. So most of them is ESPN or the major sports events, right? Um, there's a casual fan that's just going. They might get five hundred, six hundred thousand more casual fans watching which may create more subscriber friendly products of course it gives is uh it gives fox 5 access to more documentaries this that and the other blah 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 but the name of the game is content providing and i think with with fox being in the financial situation that they are which is positive plus right wwe might be the better fit the usa network is great but if usa is not going to give vince 200 million per show and Fox may give him 210, go 220. With, they're going to go for that. Yeah, he's not going to separate his two shows between Fox and this. And with WWE, have with Fox having a great relationship with the United Kingdom and the WWE creating that United Kingdom it's gonna show. It's going to have more viewership worldwide. Than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I it, mean, because like I said, you look at you look at Fox. Fox run, Fox Sports put on like a whole bunch of sporting content. Mm-hmm. And I mean. Better yet. They also use the phrase sports entertainment every so often as well. Mm. So it's the proper home for the for proper network. Right. So right. I figure like this, right? You have you have NASCAR, you have um racing, you have World Cup soccer, you have baseball, you have um you have all sorts of things that's broadcast on on Fox Sports that you probably won't see anywhere else. Maybe on like like you said, on the ESPN and things of that nature. With the WWE it would be a perfect fit, and mm-hmm. now, I, and I, and, I, and we're gonna shoot here, right? As kids, right? How do we get our wrestling here in the Northeast? Um, through television, because it oh, was no internet. Through television, right? Mm-hmm. What was the station that we watched Wrestling Challenge and WWE Superstars? What? NBC. Oh, that Saturday Night's Main Event. Right, NBC. but NBC, but see, WWE has had a almost a. Forty-five to fifty-year contract with them. Well, I remember back in my day, <clears throat> we used to watch uh, Wrestling Challenge and Superstars on Fox Channel Five. And I bet you that was through NBC. 
with an agreement through the net. For syndicated TV programming? Most likely. No, that was that was Fox. No, I'm telling you as a person who who works in film, I'm telling you, most likely Fox made a deal with NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, NBC, a lot of networks do, a lot of people don't understand how networks, um, and I'm looking up all WWE network shows. Okay. Um, a lot of people don't understand that sometimes a company, back in the day, in order to get syndication, you would have to sell a prepackaged deal to all of the networks. Gotcha. Okay, I can so see the point with that. They, when Vince packaged, he probably had a series of deals, but NBC um, most likely had the, the rights to everything. Yeah. Considering the relationship he's had with Dick Eversall during back back then, right? So for them, it's oh man, this is that's going to take me doing some heavy research. But I bet I, I I'm willing to put a dollar on it that NBC logo Coliseum's video, which was an adult video company, um, it'll be between Coliseum and NBC's deal marketing through this, that, and the other. I think that right there in its own right will be an episode for itself. Talk more into the mic. I said I think that um, in its own right, right, that would be an episode for itself. Yeah, the Coliseum video thing because that was an adult film company. And um, funny to say, um, I had a friend who used to work for Coliseum Video, and he would replicate. Well, not a friend; it was a friend of the family. He worked for Coliseum Video, and he was the DV, he was the VHS duplicator, and they would produce all types of porn, um, and they would load up. He would load up all the VHSs and get 200 going at a time, hit it, wait the timeline, come back and check on it. That's how I learned what Coliseum Video really was. Okay. But they really was under a different name. I forget the Jewish guy who created it. It was two Jewish brothers. For some reason, don't ask me how I know all this information, only because I know that person. And I used to work for a, when I was 17 going on 18, I used to work over there on 48th Street at a DVD back when DVDs first started back in early 2000 on 47th and Eighth, a video duplication sensor. <laughs> no, they duplicate. They didn't duplicate porn. They you didn't you didn't watch videos. You just put one disc. Yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm you just, load it up. I'm it, just saying the reason why you said it because it's like I know the location. That's why. Yeah, there was in a, a lot of people. It was a it was like a a room where guys would go jerk off in to watch chicks die. It's alive. But um, downstairs on a whole level, it was a whole fucking business, and you didn't even associate yourself with upstairs. Right. But um, at seventeen at going on 18 years of 17 18 years of age they were paying almost 30 bucks an hour to duplicate and it was only three of us in there so you didn't really speak to no one it just smelled like fucking plastic all day long because of the vhs i can imagine so but um i'll look into it all right i'll look into it the coliseum video thing is a very unique thing but um i think fox is going to be a great situation yeah. for them they're gonna come out on top on this i believe and yeah. i agree with, I, I agree with you on this and a lot of people didn't see that coming even me and you talked about it and you joked around how it's not gonna happen a lot yeah. of people thought it was fake but i uh, saw the fox thing writing the fox writing on the wall when ufc got sold and i said okay wwe is not gonna stop playing the entertaining we're willing to sell for the same $4 billion, but at the same time, Vince is not trying to sell it. He's trying to build it. But if he's going to get the XFL off the ground and he's going to have a relationship, Fox is the company to have the relationship with because NBC 
they loaned him all. I, I don't I, don't get me started. I don't know all the details. I got to do the research. But Fox again is not going to argue with that, and I think Fox also plays arena football. So there's a combination of things mm-hmm. I think is best for us. So I'm not going to separate these two shows today. We're going to do this as one big episode because we're already 32 minutes in. Right. But I want to talk about All In. Ten thousand yes, seats. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. 29 minutes, 29 minutes and 36 seconds in. Yes. They sold all the tickets. Only 200 tickets resurfaced as resale. So that's pure wrestling fans who were doing it. 200 scalpers only got lucky, and they're probably going to bust those tickets through for the first time in North American history. Mm-hmm. A company has sold out a building like this. Um, there's only two things confirmed for the show. One is Rey Mysterio is confirmed. They didn't say who he was wrestling. Right. And the other one, which I think is genius, is Cody Rhodes versus the NWA champion Nick Adonis. And also I want to add in, they sold this before announcing CM Punk's autograph thing. That is so true. I want to talk about that so this for a is second. solely. Yeah, we're going to jump into this heavy. And I want to jump on the first thing is Cody, I don't think, the, I think the NWA thing wasn't him being nostalgic with his father. I think that's, what's his name from Smashing Pumpkins? Billy Corgan. Being very fucking smart. Because. And knowing that he needs to put his company on the map and they needed a world title match for the ages. Yes. And Nick Adonis versus Cody is better than Cody versus Okada or Cody, Cody versus Naito or Cody versus a Japanese wrestler. Let's just talk about that for a second. Now, I think this is where my strong point comes in. In Chicago, Illinois, back in is the show in Chicago. It's in Chicago. Yes, okay. at the Sears at the Sears Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that they sold out the arena within this amount of time is just fucking perfect. But but let me let me jump in here for a second. Hold that extreme thought. When Dave Meltzer said they couldn't do it, I remember listening to the podcast. I was taking a shit, and I was playing. That's the only time I can listen to Dave Meltzer. Um. <laughs> I'm just being keeping it fucking real. I he's n- there's been t- my resources are ten times stronger than Dave Meltzer. And if he ever listens to this show or someone plays a clip for him or this that and the other, Dave Meltzer gets his fucking information from the boys in the back, not the agents. He's getting it from the fucking wrestlers who are this that and the other. And eventually Vince is gonna narrow it down and start firing niggas. But I knew right. this was gonna happen because. They blew out all the sales in Hot Topic. Right. They have. They are internet darlings. Yes. These, these young dudes has been paving the internet, and the older wrestler doesn't understand the power of the fucking internet. So that's how I knew this event was going to sell out. It's kind of like the same way how Cable became king and Vince rode the wave. Here is a situation where the act, the wrestlers now. The boys are now in control of their destinies, and this is and, and that's what. And, and again, the boys always been in control of their destinies. They just gave up their destiny to the promoter. Right. So now let's talk about this situation here with um, this 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 match. Mm-hmm. Right. Chicago, Illinois, in its own right, is basically the fuse to what modern-day gates in professional wrestling all around the world is today. And I'm going to go back to Kaminsky Park. Actually, that's, guard, that's Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. and the Boston Garden. Wait, 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 wait. 
this uh, this one besides Boston Garden and Madison Square Garden, I got to talk about Kaminsky Park. Kaminsky Park had the largest drawing gate in North America of all time, right? Um, and what category? As far as professional wrestling goes, it was there, and it was the. I, I'm not too certain of which match it was. I don't. I don't think it was Hack and Schmidt or whatever. But I do believe that it was a match with Buddy Rogers when he won the NWA Championship, and from the, and it was in Chicago, right? You know what I mean. It had the it had the largest capacity crowd, and it was the night that Rogers won the title. Um, from there. You've had so many other events. How take are you place. basing this? Are you basing this off of numbers? Because if you go in that far, that far back than Hackenstack, then that gate probably drew five thousand dollars at that time, and that was considered big money. Right. We're talking to a possibly eighty thousand dollar gate for an indie show. I'm I'm probably going back. I'm Jim Cornette ain't never do that. No, I'm probably going back to like pro- I'm, I might it might be Hack and Schmidt. I'm not too sure. But as far as I'm concerned, I I knew that one of those one of those matches, Hack and Schmidt, uh, no, not Hack and Schmidt. I'm sure it was Rogers. Mm-hmm. It was Rogers and Thez for the title. We're talking about twenty five cents, maybe fifty cents a ticket. You know what I mean? So now we're looking at maybe a two thousand dollar gate. It was a huge gate, right? And so- it had a it had it had one hell of a crowd. It had a big hell of a house. But the fact of the matter is that. Being that Cody and the Bucks did this, it made history. But the fact of the matter is, is that the NWA Championship was involved in this. And the fact that the NWA title is now being showcased or can be showcased in a situation where you have no TV, mm-hmm. you have internet. Um, Hold on. And this is gonna, on I believe this is going to be broadcasted live. Allegedly. Let me start using this word heavy. Allegedly. If they put it on YouTube, then they really murdered everybody. You don't. They, they, you got to remember. See, Jim Cornette says something, and I'm a fan. I'm not a fan of Jim Cornette. I'm but, a supporter of Jim Cornette. And let me say this. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to remember, this is not. They don't need pay per view. Pay per view is not a live element that's needed no more. No, no, no. They can sell this on YouTube for two dollars a view. They can. Have super chat set up where people are commenting mm-hmm. and sending donations in. If they're smart, they would get two vessel, two people to commutate and have the live chat set up on YouTube. And as they're taking in donations for the first time during a live wrestling show, motherfuckers are getting their comments read as the event is fucking happening. Okay, I can see that. You get what I'm saying? So this is that would be unique and innovative. This is so maybe I should write an email to Cody like, "Yo, Code." This is how you do it. Because what fan is not going to spend $5 to have their comment read live what? during a fucking Man, rent? Everyone event. everyone would, that shit will pop. People want their voices heard. So <clears throat> you have a commentary that doesn't have a verbal restriction. Um, they're not even talking about the commentary table. They're not even talking about colored. I believe if they were to do commentary, there's only two people they can probably get for this. Mm-hmm. Don Callis, Kevin Kelly. Right. That's if Don and Don Callis will definitely be up to it, right? Um, but I think they need to find. I think they need to find three young bucks, young dudes. No pun intended, saying young bucks, right? But I think they need to find three people who, who love the business, who mm-hmm. understand the business, right? Who are not who who are who are not fans of the business. They are supporters of the business and understand the mechanics, because this type of show 
needs a new type of commentary to yes. make it blow off. And don't think that Vince and H is not watching. Oh, of course they are. Of and, course they are. And it and it is funny because I was listening to uh, I was listening to Cornette. Um, ironically, on my way here to do this tonight. Right. I didn't listen to his new podcast. They yet. were talking about how. Yes, they're going to watch, and what they may try to do to prevent this from trying to happen again next year, mm-hmm. that they will try to sign or lure away key members from the club. I'm going to tell you how it's not going to work. Before you do that, mm-hmm. let me just say that. Let me just say this, that they may try to lure away, lure away key members of the Bullet Club to contracts to the WWE just to prevent that from happening. Now go on, from, go on with yours. Now I'm gonna tell you why that shit ain't gonna work. When these motherfuckers sell out every fucking shirt with all in on it, that's not gonna be in hot topic first. When they sell out every shirt in the bill, and mark my words, mark my fucking words on what you call it. They're gonna not. Ha- they're gonna break several records for India on September first. Mm-hmm. They're gonna sell every fucking t-shirt. Right. They're gonna sell out of Bullet Club t-shirts. Right. Motherfucking Hot Topic is gonna go through a spur again of sales. And when they realize they gotta give up 99% of their fucking profit, 98% to Vince's 1.7% on your merch, get the fuck out of here. I'm not sorry. Let me tell you people know some real shit right now. Let's get I don't it. give a fuck who you test me on. When I was at WrestleMania 20, I sat down and had those fucking conversations. The numbers are fucking ridiculous. I was selling Dietrich Davis, no white flags, no peace talks, no white flags, just your ass shirt on a local scale at $27 a pop in early 2000. Early 2000. So 15,000 t-shirts. I bought a brand new fucking expedition and I wasn't even, just understand, off the dealership floor with that money. I was hustling it to everybody in the fucking neighborhood. My boy Chris Knight laughed. My boy Marty laughed. All those dudes laughed at me. Why aren't I trying to sell shirts? Why uh, this, that, and the other? Dude, I'm heading to Connecticut. I should have merch. You guys don't understand. I think I'm not knocking my peoples, but as a person who did it, when they sat me down in there and you get told it's point one or point one point two. On a $27 shirt, you're telling me I'm going to get 54 cents? So if I so if John Cena is selling, might have sold upwards of 1 million shirts, he didn't make upwards of $1 million off the shirts. So when you start, and I'm talking to a person who was in negotiations, who said no and got told I was fucking crazy by everybody, fuck all that. When these niggas sell us fucking these shirts... When they sell a merch, and don't let them get a vinyl company and start making their own fucking pop toys. Well, but think about it. Don't let them get to that gate level yet. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. They already have, Nick and Matt already got their pop figures done by pop figures without having to deal with all that other shit. Right, but that's just two of them. Now what happens when everybody involved in All In? What happens when All In becomes a fucking promotion and wrestlers are getting 75% of their oh, merch? Oh, man, that should have be fucking You remember, Cody fuck, understands bro. the system of WWE. Cody also had his father. Yep. 
Cody has also been going around the world recently That's right. and learning how other promoters are doing it. Yep. Don't think Cody didn't learn the business. He probably understands it better than Gold does. He damn sure does. Don't think Cody won't become the next Vince fucking McMahon. I, and I'm saying it now first. I believe this, right? This is just the start of the new era of professional wrestling in North America. Hold on. The new era has been started. The problem is the old boys like Vince and Impact and them just don't get it yet because the internet is becoming the most number one place for wrestling. Mm -hmm. You don't need commercials. Nope. You don't need nothing. Nope. You just need to make sure that YouTube doesn't suspend your fucking account. We got friends like, uh, like who have Ace Pro Wrestling who they're on Roku devices and they're doing it. But in reality, YouTube is the fucking home. Well... Look at the foundation of spots like shows like Indie Mania, National Pro Wrestling Day, mm -hmm. and things of this this magnitude. These were just seeds planted. These were these were seeds that were planted in the landscape of pro wrestling to where now guys with a passion like the Young Bucks, guys like Hangman Page and Marty Scroll and Cody Rhodes, with this pat and, and Kenny Omega, for this matter, to have this passion. To take pro wrestling to this next level, especially from the indie scale, it has changed the game. And I, I agree. It it has changed the game. Yeah, it, it's, and, it, and it happened. Let me tell you something. The wrestling game changed. The moment w, when WWE created the WWE Network, they were 10 minutes too late. Mm -hmm. That's my personal opinion. Okay. Because Netflix had already set up their subscriber service. People didn't understand. People didn't understand the subscriber business until then. Me and my friends, when we did, we did a a, a film called Monkey Gang. Mm -hmm. This is in two thousand and seven, two thousand eight. I'm I'm talking subscribers. They looked right. at me like I was crazy. I said, "Yo, YouTube." I said, "Netflix just started putting videos on digital. Who's gonna watch shit on digital?" Everybody laughed at digital. People in offices, this, that, and the other. I said, "Are you guys fucking serious? Digital distribution is the way to go." Chuck D said that same exact thing too about digital distribution when it came down to music, and he wasn't lying about the shit at all. He just it's just no one was listening to the people who was paying attention on how the new wave was going. Mm -hmm. So when we're putting together this film, me and my boy Logic and and, and the mighty Casey, we're all going to war with each other quietly about how this should be done. And I'm saying, look, we have to use this. We I told him, don't release it in the theaters. I don't care that we spent this many thousand dollars. Put that shit on YouTube for free mm -hmm. because that will set the pave. This is before, we're talking 2008 in YouTube's infancy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So when Vince created the WWE Network, which was back in 2012. 2012. And he played with an on-demand service, which really didn't work too which well. Was on, which was only on cable. Right. It didn't work and, and not all the cable companies had it. It was one of those things. So in 2008, with in, in logic and mighty Casey till we was arguing I was arguing them down and they're telling me I'm crazy. Cody, all he needs is motherfucking YouTube. That's it. Anybody from the age of fifteen to twenty four, when they wake up in the morning, they go on YouTube. They check their text messages. They check YouTube, or they check their test messages. They take they check they check Facebook and then they check YouTube. All right. So you know. I think All In is going to be one of the... It's, it's not going to be a groundbreaking wrestling event, but it's going to be a groundbreaking business event. And Nick Adonis, um, 
is in the right place at the right at time, the right fucking time, because his name is about to go through the roof, and you're gonna wonder why he's not in the WWE with his wife. So let's break down all of the rest of the talent that's on the show. Well, hold on, they made it very clear, and let me read this, because I'm all about my legal. There's only two thing that's there's only two people that are on the show as of right now, three, and they made it very, and they and they and these guys are in control if I'm correct of their wiki page. Nick Adonis, Cody Rhodes, and Rey Mysterio. Those are the guys that are that are like. That's who they're saying they've decided so far. But they've also listed prior to mm-hmm. even um, selling out, selling the tickets and whatever. I've got a list of like various talents that's gonna be uh, that's gonna appear on the show. You, I think you should say allegedly because I on some real shit. Okay, well they made it very clear, and Cody and um, what's his name? One of the people said themselves. There's only three names on this show as of right now, so I think everyone's lists are considered as speculation. Okay. No one has a confirmation so, so yet. So for speculation purposes, on you mean allegedly? Allegedly on Mark Morell's list. Okay, allegedly, Brandy Rhodes. She won't be. She's injured. Allegedly, Hangman Adam Page. Well, we all know that Nick and Matt Jackson and Marty Scroll is going to be there. Allegedly. Mm. Allegedly. Allegedly. Kazuchika Okada. Kota Ibushi. Joey Ryan. Tess Blanchard. She's she's on the card. Nope. No, no, no. No, she was at the press conference. Doesn't matter. They he made it very clear. Until we announce it, it's not real. They're going to have a lot of people help them. Sunday, when they did the press conference, Tess Blanchard was there. And she's she's on the card. You know, last week, I proved you wrong that we should about being careful about this. And this week, I proved it. And I'm going to prove it right again this week. All right. All right. There's only three people on this show. I'm going to I'm going to formally say allegedly. Flip Gordon might be booked. <laughs> okay. I just want to say yeah, that. Yeah, because let me tell you something. People are sending out cease and desist letters. They know who they are. Um, I ain't playing no games with no one. You're not suing me for shit. Because I'll try. I'll personally put a gun in their throat. Okay. Oh, quietly. Now, also for that weekend, right? The, the weekend is different. Now There's for that weekend. Now they have the they have the um the the the, the podcast special that's going to be taking place where basically all of the podcasters, the top podcasters, are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole Cabana Chicago That's a Native. given X-Pac Has he confirmed it officially? I'm not sure if Colt did But I'm certain that he might have uh, Bruce Pritchard has Bischoff says Yeah he's I think he called there. it All in something um, Special cast Smart cast That's what it's called? Yeah I think so Jerry Lawler is going to be there DDP is going to be there Tully Blanchard is going to be there Hall and Nash And of course you know Naturally CM Punk is going to be there signing autographs at Pro Wrestling Tees. Which makes sense because he makes a lot of money to... Just off his merch alone. Which I'm surprised that UFC allowed that. Now, however, one person that sure as shit ain't going to be there is Vince Russo. I thought he was... Yeah, they said he was uninvited from the show, Uninvited. Cody Rhodes had uninvited him. Yes, it's called the All-In Star Cast. Right. Right. So now what happens is is that with Bruce what, Pritchard, what, I mean. what what Vince wanted to do was allegedly he wanted to come out there and run an angle and do this thing where he would come out there and make fun of the Vince smart is fans not even going to acknowledge. What well, you mean, Vince McMahon? Oh, Vince, Vince Russo. Russo. Okay, Vince Russo. 
Cody says, no. Why? You're you're homo you're you're allegedly homophobic. Yeah, there's and, no reason. You know, you're 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 basically a disgrace to the wrestling business. Why would we want you here? You you're not invited. I agree. So Vince Russo is blocked off and then if you go to Vince Russo's uh podcast and you go to his YouTube feed, I try not to consume anything from him. I know. I, I tried watching it myself, but I just didn't have the guts to do it. And I'm mad enough to say I didn't have the guts to do it. Look, and I can't support him. He's another nigga sending out cease and desist letters and getting order of protections against people because he can't hold his own two nuts. So we, it, when he gets a chance, he can suck all of my fucking dick. Fuck out of here. That's some bitch assness. And it proves what Kevin Nash said. If you ain't been fucked or been in a fight, I don't think you should be in the wrestling business. So at the end of the day, it's like Russo's not invited. Too goddamn bad. And for what? Just to mock the wrestling fans? Get the hell out of here. That's not going to really... Right, because he's going to try to spin it for him, and he's going to try to sell his shit yeah. and his th- his niche and this, that, and the other. And I think he's completely fucking corny for that. And I mean, and I know it's Vince Russo or whatever, but fuck him. Yeah, you did something, but Vince was a filter mm-hmm. because he would have never given anyone complete control of his fucking show. At the end of the day, it's about wrestling fans and Vince Russo does not respect wrestling fans he does not respect the sport or the art of professional wrestling um, the no. lineage of professional wrestling the history of professional wrestling the reason why professional wrestling exists Russo just just he in his own right don't get it mm-hmm. and at the end of the day he's gonna bitch won't complain and grind and cry do it by yourself and stick a finger up your ass you know I think I think when it comes to, and I'm not going to take away what he did accomplish. He did accomplish some stuff with Vince by his side, with Vince saying no, with Vince saying yes. Um, Cody Rhodes came in midway through the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and them and a certain 10 people putting this fucking work in. Word. And Cody, I think, put the icing on the cake because he came with his father's business savvy. Mm-hmm. And that WWE training. I don't think this show would happen without Cody because I could see Kobe in the words of, you know, I got something I like to say to people. And sometimes when I'm in a meeting or I'm talking to people, they go, well, do you think you can do this? And I tell these motherfuckers, stand back and watch the pistol smoke. I tell you. That's my attitude of everything. You don't believe I could do it? Do me a favor. Hold my jock strap, hold my beer, stand back, and let me let the pistol smoke for a minute. Just watch the fucking pistol smoke. Mm-hmm. Because you got to watch me let off. Right. And I'm going to hit all my targets. And I'm going to let you motherfuckers know how I'm doing shit. And Cody, if you notice, it's Cody who everyone's acknowledging. This is Cody's job. This is Cody's doing. Did the Young Bucks put some money up? Probably. Yes. Put up, put up about 10, 20. That they probably it probably cost them fifty thousand, sixty thousand to rent the building. Right. It's a small building. WWE ain't running no shows there. Well, I mean, no, nobody, nobody outside of sports and gr- celebrities granted, and shit granted, are running shows there. Gr- granted, it's it, it may be small, but this, it's the idea that an ind- an independent group of guys sold out a ten thousand seat arena. And I think that's the problem. I think people need to let go of that because. Music artists are 90% entertainment. Of course. And they're selling out 20,000 seated buildings. Right. The difference is no one has attempted. Have little promotions have? Yes. Right. But they did this because they were relying on the radio stage. If you, I, I don't have to listen to Jim Cornette. 
this week to know that Jim Cornette and 90% of the other wrestling guys go, well, you got to get in business with the TV station and the radio station and this and that. And they're relying on old methods. Worse than that, you're relying on celestial systems that are not used by the 15 to 27 demographic. Mm -hmm. If they can't get it on their fucking app, they're not fucking with it. The reason why something sold out in 29 seconds, because niggas was in front of their fucking computer buying the fucking app. They were on their phone on the way to work, sitting in the car as they got to work or as they got off of work buying this. So when you see shit like that, Jim Cornette and them would fail because they're going to rely on local television, this, that, and the other, and they're going to get overcharged. I could put ads on the side of a bus right now on, on 16 lines between lower Manhattan and upper Manhattan. That doesn't mean I'm doing this. They did this without printing a poster. They did this without radio stations because they relied on YouTube and the motherfucking internet. And whether people like to admit it or not, all those other systems are antiquated as fuck. And they're celestial. And the celestial business of entertainment no longer works in the digital era. Get your analog shit out of here. All day digital. Let me market that. <laughs> Get your analog shit out of here. All day digital. digital. Let me let me let me trademark that tonight. All right. So I mean, I think that it's gonna be one hell of an event. I can't wait to I can't wait to see it. And if CM Punk gets permission to walk out, it's over. And I think Cody, if he's smart, he'll sell out another show around WrestleMania time. Mm. Maybe not in the same fucking city. Maybe somewhere else. Somewhere else. But right now, this is Cody Rhodes' WrestleMania. And he's about to hurt some feelings. You gotta remember, the WrestleMania was at Madison Square Garden. The garden ain't that fucking big. Yep. Let's not get it twisted. Cody m might be the next Vince McMahon because he understands the game. Well, yeah, you know the fruit don't fall far from the tree at all. So let's 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 jump into this because I want to jump into some of the notes that you brought up. All right, so we're gonna get started with um, some of the ROH stuff that took place. Yeah, you was telling me, and not to jump ahead, that uh, Jay Le Le Lethal, I've only uh, trained with him twice over at Ace Pro Wrestling, mm -hmm. or three times, um, he injured himself. Jay, Jay ended up getting like a slight concussion um, during one of the matches, I think it was during night one. Um, he was supposed to be involved in um, one of the uh, matches in night two, but I'll get into that in just in a, just in a bit. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna touch on War of the Worlds because that's the tour that's going on. Right. This is from May 9th from Lowell, Massachusetts. In a non-title match, we have the Briscoe brothers, J.M. Mark Briscoe, defeating Juice and Thunder Liger and Flip Gordon in a tag match. We had Tennille Dashwood, the former um, Emma, and uh, Brandy Rhodes defeating uh, Deona Perusa and Skylar mm -hmm. in a um, Joshi tag match. Then we had Coast to Coast, Leon St. Giovanni and Shaheem Ali defeating the Kingdom, uh, TK O'Ryan and uh, Vinny Marsagella. Then we had, um, in an interesting match, we had Cheeseburger defeating Bully Ray via countout. The fuck is going on? Does Cheeseburger still get work? Six-man tag team action taking place. Bullet Club, Cody, Hangman Page, and Marty Skrull defeating Rapongi 3K, Rocky Romero, Yo and Show in a, um, in a good, good encounter. Then we have here Los Ingronobles um, de Japón, Sonata, 
Evil and Naito Tetsuya defeating Silas Young, the Beer City Bruiser, and Brian uh, Molinas. We have here in a in the seven match it was a triple threat. We have Chucky e. T. He defeated Jay White and Jay Lethal in a non-title match. Mm-hmm. Then, um, of course, Jay White's uh, United States Championship was not on the line in this card. Then we had the end. We had the ROH. World six-man tag title. We had the Kingdom, Matt Taven, TKO, Ryan, and Vinny Marciala defeating SoCal Val. I mean, excuse me, not SoCal Val. SoCal Uncensored, um, Scorpio Sky, Frank Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels to win the uh, the tag team, the six-man tag team belts. And then in the main event, we had the Young Bucks defeating Los Ingornobles. Oh, this was actually a taping as well, too. Um, Nick, and, Nick and Matt Jackson in a tag match. Against Los Ingronobles, Bushi and Tum- Him- um, Himoru Takahashi. Who went over? It oh, they the, defeated Los. It, Los, it Los the, yeah, the Young Bucks won this match. So it was basically a Bullet Club versus LIJ match. So let me ask you a question. It was pre-taped, this particular match? This particular one was The taped. show or the match? I think the show was taped. Okay. All right. Um, this was an RH show, this, obviously. These are RH shows. Yeah, R- does, and before you continue with the um, War of the Worlds Night 2, um, does RH do... Mini live events, or are they mainly? Do they do it live on their website, or is it just like they record it and then they give it out on their website? How they, does they? How do they distribute? They record it and sell it on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still selling. They do pay per view. They're using a celestial system yeah, still. They, yeah, they're, right. they're using pay per view. They're using i pay per view and they're using their DVDs. Can I go before you go on? Can I go off on Ring of Honor? I love Ring of Honor. I think WWE raids them on a regular fucking basis. Well, and then we'll get into talking about that later on. Right. You know, but that's the God, that's the God on the truth. That's the God of truth. They, they definitely raid. But I want to say something. Ring of Honor, you another set of motherfuckers that I need you niggas to get out the dark ages and get out that celestial system. Stop selling them fucking DVDs and sell the v- events on YouTube. YouTube has a little t- a little thing that you could put a money button next to because if regular film studios are doing it, you can do it too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see your shit on DVD. I want to see your shit in iTunes. I want to see your shit on Amazon Play. Stop with the fucking... What do you call that shit? Stop with the fucking... I was selling DVDs and, and, and six fat retards are buying your fucking DVDs and you sell 3,000 copies. If, if blockbuster niggas in the music business can't sell fucking CDs and DVDs, what the fuck makes you think you're going to still sell DVDs? I don't know your numbers. I don't care to know your numbers. But you motherfuckers could have been number two but, and, 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 and Impact Wrestling should never be in the, set, in the position that they're in because you motherfuckers are following Celestial City System. Get on your digital shit or get the fuck out the business. World, 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 War of the Worlds tour night two. Mark, continue. United States Heavyweight Championship <laughs> match. I had the black. I'm getting upset. I'm tired of these old niggas not moving forward. Calm old down. niggas get out the way. Calm down, son. Calm down, son. I, I, <laughs> fuck. Tell him. I know you mad. I was about to tell you. Tell him why you mad, son. Tell him why you mad, son. Tell him why you mad, son. No, no, no. All right. So IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match. Jay White defeating Punishment Punishment Martinez in um in a match. Then of course hold we on, have hold on, hold on. Cheeseburger gets two matches over Bully Ray. Cheeseburger's over. I thought fuck, Bully bro. Ray uh left the business. I thought Bully he was Ray's, badly injured. He, he he has he has he suffered from concussions too. But come on, he still did it. Bully's a fucking worker, bro. Come yeah. on. Yeah. All right. Man. So Cheeseburger defeat. 
What did he do? Throw a cheeseburger at him and got the pin? No, nah, no. This was a DQ win he got on him. On um. Okay, fair on enough. Bully Ray. Then we have Naito Tetsuya, the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, defeating the Beer City Bruiser in a non-title match. Mm-hmm. We have the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, defeating the Super Smash Brothers, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Then we have in a tag match, Tennille Dashwood and Jenny Rose defeating Alexia um, Nicole and Sandra Bell. We have six-man tag team action. SoCal Uncensored defeating Rapongi 3K in a six-man t- um, tag match. Mm-hmm. ROH World Television Championship match. Silas Young champion defeating Handman Page. And Cody Rhodes defeating Jushin Thunder Liger. And in the main event, it was the six-man tag match. And this is where Jay got injured. This is where Jay was injured, actually, from the following night and had to be substituted. It was uh, Los Grenobles. Sonata Evil and Homoro Takahashi with Bushi in their corner defeating Kokabana, Kenny King. I don't recall who was the replacement for Jay Lethal in his match, but Los Grenobles got the win in this contest. You know, I would like to see uh, is that faction growing or are they keeping it at the four or five guys they got? LIJ is keeping it at the. Um, I think it's four. No, it's, it's five. It's five guys Evil, Sonata, mm-hmm. um, Homoro Takahashi, Bushi, and um, of course, Naito. I need Bushi in that world title picture. Well, it's very interesting where where they might be going with um, Bushi in this particular case. We'll just have to wait and see what happens at mm. the uh, Best of the Super Juniors, which we'll get into talking about later on. Okay. Well, fuck, since we're already here. Yeah, because well I see when I look at the notes, we do follow notes on this show, people. Yeah. It's mixed between his notes and my notes, and then we mesh it all together. We don't follow it exactly in order. Right. But... um. Where are you picking up at? I'm picking at the, up. I'm picking up at the New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I'm picking up on the uh, oh the, May 18th. May 18th. So May 18th, which is basically next weekend. Mm-hmm. Actually, this weekend. No, this weekend. Right. All right. So from May. So we got 18th, a show tomorrow morning. Yeah. So from May 18th, May 18th, all the way up to June 4th, New Japan Pro Wrestling will be hosting the 20th, 25th anniversary or the 25th annual Best of the Super Juniors tournament. This showcases the best of the junior heavyweight wrestlers that will compete for the Super J Trophy and the opportunity to wrestle for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. The contestants the contestants in the blocks go as follows. So in the A block, you have the junior heavyweight champion, Will Ospreay from Chaos, to Jud, um, Taji Ishimori from Bullet Club, former X Division champion. You got Yo from Chaos. You got Bushi from LIJ. You got ACH from ROH. Flip Gordon from ROH. And Tiger Mask number four, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Yoshinabu Kanamaru from Suzuki-gun, who's one half of the junior tag team champions, and Taguchi Ryusuke, New Japan. That's the A block. The B block, Marty Scroll, Bullet Club, Homuro Takahashi, LIJ, Kushida, New Japan, Chris Sabin, ROH, Show Chaos, Dragon Lee from CMLL, and El Desperado fi- filling out the last portion of the block for um, Suzuki-gun and LIJ. So this mat, these matches gonna is going to accumulate starting this weekend, and it's going to go on all the way to perhaps Dominion, where the winner will probably get a shot at the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Marty Scroll. I mean, I'm saying Marty Scroll. Marty Scroll's not the champion, but fuck, I would like to see him in that position. But it's Will Osprey. But I don't we- think Will Osprey coming off that belt. Will's going to hold on to this title for a while, yeah. but if there is one person that will defeat. And I believe is going to be the one to do it. It's going to be um, Ishimori. 
they're looking to put they're pushing a lot of weight behind this guy right about now. As um the bullet the the newest member of the bullet club. And you gotta remember, um no matter what, Japan is going to they want their guys forward. Yeah. They that's want a definite. They, they want their guys forward. And I'm not saying they're racist or anything. They gotta also they know these Americans go in and out very easily. So I think they took a, a they have no problem giving um I wanna say this correctly. They have no problem giving Americans titles. Right. But they don't give them the long period of time title runs. Well, in this particular case, being that um, And I think what's his name? Um, the current champion as an American or is he Canadian or American? No, he's um British. As a British person, as a foreigner, I think he's gonna really hold on to that belt for about a year. I think he's gonna have the, the title defense record with that title. I can see that possibly happening. Who is the highest? Who has the most title right defenses with the now, junior title? The only person that had the most defenses with the junior championship was Jushin Liger mm-hmm. with his combined reigns of 683 days. But what about, I'm talking about his defenses. How many title defenses? I would had? say, um, you know, I got to look that up. Right. The number of defenses Liger has had. At, the, you keep um, going. I'm going to look at this up. As the, um, the junior champion. But, I mean, a lot of people are also speculating too, um, and this is coming out, actually coming out of... Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi's mouth. He believes that the ticking time bomb may just be the one to also win that junior heavyweight trophy too, because he he's been uh on fire as of late. Since even since he's come into the company, he's been doing a lot of crazy shit. And I love that dude. He's like one of the best junior heavyweight characters or junior heavyweight workers in the New Japan on the New Japan roster um since Liger. You know he's brought mm. like some he's brought a lot of energy and spark into the company. Now you know you got your tiger masks and stuff like that, and you had Black Tiger and all that other stuff. You know what I mean? That did tremendous work. You had Loki did tremendous work. You had Prince Devitt, oh Finn Balor doing tremendous work as a junior. Kenny doing tremendous work as a junior. Ibushi Kota as a junior. I just hate that that belt is so fucking small, but I get it. But you know, at the end of the day, the junior heavyweight title. Was the belt that was the most important title in the history the, of New Japan the Pro Wrestling? Belt. It is exactly. I mean, you look at the names of all of the champions that have held the title: Chris Benoit, um, Owen Hart, um, Koshinaka, um, Shijiro Otani. Um, the list of names that have held that title. You know, um, um, can I jump in for a second? This is very interesting with the defenses. So the most Jesus Christ, I just lost the fucking window. So the most defenses I've seen, and it threw me off as I just read it. Believe it or not, is Heat with eleven. Heat has the most defenses. I totally forgot about that. Right, and then you have um, Koji with six. Koji Kanemoto, right? You got Liger with eight. Mm-hmm. You got Ultimo Dragon with seven. Right. You got Ahunga. Oh, no. No, Norio. Uh, Norio Hunga? Yeah, with six. I did say his name right. Um, Holy shit. That's the dude with the most title. Fit. Oh, and um, Shiro with, Shiro with six. Shinjiro Otani. And Takata with six. Other than that, it's fives and threes and fours, but and, and a lot of ones. Mm-hmm. But some people got zero defenses. Like Bushi got zero defenses with it. 
Bushi Kushkata got zero defenses with it. Bushi never held the um the the junior title. You sure they got him here? That's that's not possible. I don't believe that Bushi ever held the junior heavyweight championship. Yeah, he he contended, um, he contended for it. He challenged for it. No, but, he he had it for forty nine days from September seventeenth, two thousand sixteen, and then lost it. And destruction. So he held it, but he never, he didn't successfully defend it. There's a lot of guys with zero defenses. Like Will Ospreay, he had it in um, 2017. Lost it at Wrestle Kingdom. Had zero defenses. So he didn't defend it. As he held it, he didn't defend it. Right. Mark, do you need to run to the bathroom? Yes, I do. Go run to the bathroom, Mark. So as I'm looking through the listings, um, there's a lot of guys here with these zero defenses, which is crazy. The belt was also vacated in 2003 for 62 days until Ultimate Bash came along. Um, you got Tiger Mask with three defenses. It seems like a lot of guys. Oh, okay. So it seems like a lot of guys. Might as well come on back in. Um, it seems like a lot of guys have those defenses, but they don't got those those wins. A lot of guys who got those. They won the title, but they don't really got those fucking wins. Right. Which is crazy. Um, What can I say? But uh, uh, Liger, my man got a lot of fucking rings. 600 and... 683 days. 23 days. 23, okay. 28. 628 days with uh, Juju and Liger. Um, You got Hunger with 145 days. He just got beaten by El Samurai with 149 days. Right, and that was this is like reigns from like the mid 90s. Right, um, 80s too. You got Sano with 174 days, uh, Shurio with 265. So you know, Liger put that work in over the course of 20 years with that title, and he's probably the more the the person who defined it. I think. He should be the person who should be handing that belt over to the next champion when he retires every time. And if you consider this, the history of the IWGP champion, Junior Championship belt goes all the way back to the history of the former WWF World Junior Heavyweight Championship or the light heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes it goes all the way back towards that. It would probably be labeled as the light heavyweight, right? Because yeah. at that time, the original Tiger Mask, Jose Estrada, but they never Kid. for people who know they never moved the WWF title over. It's just that was a heavy inspiration to mm-hmm. create it. Because again, I think once they got the Intercontinental title, they focused more on that. Right, the bathroom is available to you now, My sir. Man. But um. Will Ospreay right now is currently running with 133 days plus, and he has a successful three defenses. So hopefully he can hit that arrow where he hits that um that four. I believe he's gonna he's gonna hold it until next year's Wrestle Kingdom. There's no reason to take that belt off of him at all. Um, you got Kushkata with five defenses. We don't have a lot of five defending people. Well, you got uh. Morofuji with five defenses and from since 2010, 166 days. So I'm not going to run you guys' ears off with fucking numbers. Go to Wikipedia, look up junior heavyweight championships. You motherfuckers will figure that shit out. I just know that um, Will Ospreay will be holding that belt for a while. And um, a forgotten about junior heavyweight champion is Prince Devitt. 
Well, considering that, look at his reigns. Look how many defenses he's had. Yeah, I'm going back to his name. I saw it, and then I scrolled past Prince Devitt, Prince Daggett. Let's see. Prince Devitt, he 364 days. He might be – he's the third – he's the second because he also has 419 days. One title defense, he has four, and then seven. And you know why I don't think they acknowledge that in New Japan too much? Because it's their secondary title. And it's they, that title they focus on the longest reign, not the defenses. But that world title they put defenses on. Right. So let's move on next to the rest on your list that you got here on your on our okay, notes. Okay, so we got the update for Dominion, which will be taking place next month. So That's the show I'm excited for. So we got the after we're gonna break it down right here. The mm-hmm. aftermath of Wrestling Duntaco has shaped up uh to at the upcoming Osaka Hall Osaka Joe Hall event. We have the Young Bucks challenging Sonata and Evil for the IWGP Junior, I mean, World Tag Team Championship, the heavyweight tag team titles. Mm-hmm. The um, the Bucks are transitioning from junior heavies to heavyweights for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that's been a surge as of late mm-hmm. because uh, right now, like, they're shuffling the deck in New Japan Pro Wrestling right now. Um, for starters, Taichi, mm-hmm. for example, has left the junior heavyweight division. Right. And he's now become transitioning to a heavyweight and he's looking to get a crack at the uh never open weight title, which I'm which is within my notes. Mm-hmm. Um Goto Hiroki will be defending the never open weight title against either Mike Elgin or Tai Chi in a singles or triple threat match for that never open weight belt. But going back to the transition of the um the Bucks and um Tai Chi becoming heavyweights now this makes rooms of this makes room, of course, for the young lions uh, that are starting to make a name for themselves as junior heavies, which will soon be uh, looking to fill in the gaps about a year, year and a half from now, to fill in the gap to perhaps go after guys like Kushida, go after guys like Will Ospreay, mm-hmm. go after guys like um, um, Ishimori from uh, Pro Wrestling Noah and impact wrestling and so forth these guys are looking the juniors that they have the new crop of juniors that they're building up right now they're making a lot of noise right now so just be on the lookout for those guys and then of course jay white will be defending the united states heavyweight title against juice robinson so that's also going to be a good match because so far just this year alone juice has really put the put the put the gas to the ass and just been doing a lot of good shit right from his uh yeah, I you know, I didn't think I wouldn't have thought we would be getting this much from him this year, but he's having one of those fucking Donald Glover years. Yeah, it's starting to turn into a good 2018 for him. I mean, just looking at the fact that he's done exceedingly well in the um in his singles match against um Goto. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Although he didn't win, but he put on a hell of a match against him. Then he goes on and have these stellar matches at the New Japan Cup, even going toe-to-toe and standing toe-to-toe with Tanahashi. You know what I mean? Right. Stepping his game up, even though Tanahashi beat him, but he definitely put his weight in in that match. Then, of course, the rematch with Goto again, although he did not win, but he still had a strong showing. And, of course, there was the six-man tag match. I think it was a multi-man tag match where, um, although... Chaos won the match. Jay White set his eyes on Juice Robinson. 
So there might be a chance. I'm man, not too sure. That's the man to look at right now. You know, I'm not too sure, but I can probably say that this, the match between Jay White and Juice is going to be something to keep your eyes on. Mm. I think Jay's been doing a tremendous job with the title. Yes, he's gotten um, some successful wins over David Finley, which was good. But as a new challenger coming on the horizon, since winning the title from Kenny Omega, Juice Robinson is going to give this kid a run for the money for the title. All right. And then, of course, we can now get down to uh, the double main events for um, Dominion. The double main events have been set up as well with Naito Tetsuya, who for the first time since recapturing the IWGP Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt, I like to say things like that against Chris Jericho. Jericho and Naito, if Wait, you, you like don't to say know, things like that against what? Like, for example, when I give a name to a title properly, I give the name to the title properly. What do you mean? For example, the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. It is the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. I'm fucking old school. Yeah, it's not that serious. You know, but that's just <laughs> that's just me. Right. All right. So, if you don't know, they've had an exchange of words between each other on Twitter prior to Wrestle Kingdom 12. Wait, Naito can read? Yes, Naito can read. Oh, I thought he was just a <laughs> dumb guck. Um, <laughs> no, Naito. <laughs> Naito's fluent in English and Spanish. Naito looks like the only thing he knows how to do is shit and choose raw um, octopus. Cabron. <laughs> I would say it to his face, too. You know me, no matter what. I'm going to say what I think. I he looks he... like he only chews raw octopus. And shits. Oh, wow. <laughs> and smacks a bitch real hard Okay, so, before he comes. All right, so check this out. So prior to their, um, prior to the um, to Russell Kingdom 12, they've been exchanging words on a position of the main event, semi-main events mm-hmm. at, at, the, at Russell Kingdom. It took Naito back a few years when his first main event was placed in jeopardy into the semi-main to Tanahashi and Nakamura for the Intercontinental heavyweight championship Jericho really didn't care wound up calling Naito a dumbass for bitching okay the following year at New Year's Day bash at New Year's bash New Year's dash uh, Jericho attacked Naito after the match speculation took place as to many of the fans and the insiders were wondering when the bout between the two would take place it hadn't Many flags began to raise when Jericho appeared on Raw's 25th anniversary and then recently the Greatest Royal Rumble event. And while all of this took place, Naito was anchored in a feud against Minoru Suzuki, who had defeated Tanahashi for the Intercontinental Championship. Naito not wanting to fight Suzuki for the belt, but he just wanted to fight him so he can shut him up. Mm-hmm. Naito ended up def- Naito would end up defeating Suzuki for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt. So now, on the last day of the wrestling Dantaku show, Naito was attacked by an LIJ fan who hopped the railing. The fan was none other than Jericho. Now, what does this mean? And are there any ramifications for this bout? I say yes. For a matter of history, the IWGP Intercontinental Belt was established back in 2011. In the eight-year history of this belt, there have been over 18 champions, along with Goto, Nakamura, and Tanahashi, and Naito are which are two-time holders of the title. Like I said, Naito really doesn't give a shit about the belt because he feels that there's way too many belts in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he just wants to prove that he is the best. And if New Japan is going to be the best, they need to stop harping over WWE and just grow. In other words, get off of WWE's dick and let's just keep our dicks big. Um, 
for people who are not realizing, he's giving you a little back history. So when you follow these shows, if you're just coming in and you want to get into New Japan, he's giving you a beautiful outline on how you follow the show, what's currently going on. But I do agree with Naito. Fuck all the belts. Just make the belt. Just make the champions work. So now Jericho, who is a mega star, for all of you living under a rock, everybody know who the fuck Jericho is and what he's done. Um, he's a multiple-time holder of the original Intercontinental Championship belt at a record nine times. If he was to defeat Naito for the title, he would that will actually be his 10th reign as Intercontinental Champion, and he would be considered as the greatest of all time. Holding both versions of these titles, it would make great ruffles in the landscape of, of, of the wrestling world. You know what's so sad? No one's even going to fucking think about that. They're just going to say Jericho had a match because Dave Meltzer is only going to acknowledge, I'm with the fuck Dave Meltzer movement. Well, I'm on the let's build up Mark Knight's fucking movement. I'm the new fucking Mike Tanay, goddammit. <laughs> I wouldn't take that. Mike Tanay looking a little shaky out there. Well he look at he Well, well shit. <laughs> he I'm, at, I'm 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 the new I'm the one and only Mark Knight and I'm gonna call it like it is because I fancy myself as somewhat of a historian of pro right. wrestling. But so when, when I'm looking at this when I'm looking at the wave and direction the business is going in, it's just gonna be it's unfortunately it's going to be labeled as another Jericho match because Jericho has mastered the art of going in and out freely mm -hmm. and having complete control over his career and he's a great worker whether he puts on weight loses weight in shape out of shape well it doesn't even fucking matter Jericho fucking works man Jericho excuse me Jericho works and he works hard and I think this match is less about Jericho and the title and it's more about Jericho versus Naito because him and Kenny told a story, and right now him and Naito are telling a hell of a story. Oh, hell yeah. And I think that Jericho is the right person to give Naito a feud. Because right now, without Jericho, Naito has no feud. Like, Suzuki should be in the world title picture, not in the IC title picture. Mm -hmm. And it's been about a year or six, almost seven months since uh, Suzuki been considered in the world title game. Right. So he's doing business with evil and uh, evil um. That is his faction. Well, yeah. Not, well, actually, no. Right about now, Suzuki right now is um, with Suzuki Gun, right? Is with Suzuki Gun, and right about now, he, his concern right now, besides just uh, defending the um, the Ref Pro Tag Team chi British Tag Team Titles, mm -hmm. um, he just might be levitating his way around that um, that world, world title. title champ, that world right. title picture, or maybe even. Perhaps going after the icy belt after right. this whole. Um, I just feel like that one. But when I place. see him win the title off of the Japanese John Cena, um, I felt as if he didn't need that belt, and because of his personality and how large he is, and um, per how large he is in personality, and how big his personality is, and how he transitions, how he transitions on the screen mm -hmm. you see i see more world heavyweight championship but the problem is is he doesn't deliver in those world championship matches he slows the whole fucking match down ironically enough as you say that the flip the the, the flip side of the coin is that uh suzuki has won heavyweight titles Everywhere, all over, all over Japan. From right. but he's from never Pride. won that New Japan. Right, that's that's the belt that's eluding him. That's he's that's his the, solidification. He's won the Pride King of Pancras. He's won the no. He's won the King of Pancras, Pancras title. Mm -hmm. He is a World Tag League champion, World World Heavyweight 
tag team champion for All Japan Pro Wrestling. He's a Triple Crown heavyweight champion. He was a um, IWGP tag team champion, IWGP Intercontinental champion. He was a Pro Wrestling NOAA Global Honor Crown champion. Mm -hmm. And he was a Never Openweight champion in New Japan. The IWGP heavyweight championship is the belt that he has to win just fucking once. And then he can say, you know what? I had a great run. Maybe I can even come to America and tap a motherfucking American out and take their title as well. And that's never going to happen. Of course. Yeah, that, but, that is the one thing we know is not going to happen. But I think Suzuki, I think is very, I think uh, Minoru, the best thing I would like to see him do. You know, and he's not going to speed up his pace. He had, He's the guy who brings that... Uh, 1980s look into a modern era yes. like he's he's the motherfucker who transitioned from analog to digital and he went from celestial to digital he under i think he he when you see him you know that he's somebody's grandfather but you know that's the he looks like old school yakuza that you still <laughs> respect you're not even japanese and you bow when that nigga walk into facts, the room. my nigga facts he facts, makes facts. sumos go in other directions Word. you know so he's just i think he's just one of those guys and um i would say he's the rowdy piper of new japan I would say he's the Rowdy Piper of New Japan, and I'm not comparing him and Rowdy Piper, but he doesn't necessarily need a title. But the title he, if he's going, if you're going to give him one, has to be the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I just thought about this: if they were to do something for him right about now, he needs to have a like a like a like a series of matches right about now with our what our Japanese John Cena Tanahashi, mm -hmm. so that they can um, pretty much finish up their story. Or, if you really want to build him, have it where he interrupts the Kenny Omega match and then build him up through Kenny mm. and see if you can work rate him into the world title picture. But keep going with your notes here. Okay, so now, finally. And we're continuing with the story, the breakdown of how to follow New Japan, New Pro, Japan Wrestling. Pro Wrestling with Kenny Omega, uh, Jericho, and Naito. So now, after a hard-hitting, grueling, show-stopping match, and for setting the record to hold the V12 defense, IWGP heavyweight champion of the world, Kazuchika Okada, at the end of his match, issued a challenge to Kenny Omega. This is the official rubber match between both guys. And since they both hold one victory against one another from Wrestle Kingdom 11, Dominion, and the G1 Climax events from last year, now they're finally going to go at it. Now, at the uh, Dominion pay-per-view last year, they fought to a time limit draw. That was perhaps lauded as one of the greatest matches of all time um, after their Wrestle Kingdom six-star match. So now, this will be an interesting and compelling match between both guys over the New Japan's most prestigious title belt. The odyssey of Omega and Okada began in 2016 when Kenny defeated Naito in the G1 Climax tournament. Winning the tournament had pushed Kenny, to, of course, to the main event for Wrestle Kingdom 12. Kenny lost to Omega. I mean, Omega lost to Okada in a six-star classic. I had to count. I had to count that you put six stars. Yeah, it was because that was the first quote-unquote six-star match. If you're following that bitch-ass nigga Dave Meltzer who can't get into the anyway. So anyway, so <laughs> once the rematch took place in Dominion last year, they went to a time limit uh, draw, which topped their January encounter. The G1 climax, however, was a different story. In this bout, it went 35 minutes, and Kenny Omega finally got the elusive pinfall over the champion. 
Now back to Don Taco. After snaring and claiming the V12 victory over Tanahashi, Okada called out Omega to issue a challenge to a no-time-limit bout. But Kenny decided to raise the stakes by making this match a two out of three falls with no time limit. Now, what does this mean? If Omega wins this match, I mean, excuse me, if Okada wins this match, he will have set the record again for the consecutive defenses of the IWGP belt, which would be 13. If Omega wins, he will finally become the Gaijin face of New Japan Pro Wrestling. The best bout machine has had a crazy year, This had a crazy time this year. From losing the United States belt to Jay White to the split of the Bullet Club and to tagging with um, Ibushi Kota to form the Golden Lovers again, Cody has Kenny has been focusing on tag team wrestling as of late. Is it possible that perhaps Kenny is looking to become IWGP Heavyweight Tag Champion with Ibushi? Perhaps, maybe looking to um, do this by winning the World Tag Team World Tag League Tournament later on this year to gain a title shot at Wrestle Kingdom 12. But however, looking at the current run. He, as in Okada, has basically defeated the entire roster from most of the Bullet Club to LIJ all the way up to Suzuki-Goon and Chaos within, him, within his own ranks and New Japan's heavy, heavyweights and juniors, even guys from the United Kingdom, the United States, and Australia. The only one left that he may have to battle with is Jay White. We have to see where it goes from there. So what do you think about that? I think Jay White is a wild card, but I got a funny feeling Jay White may end up on a main American market very soon. Okay. Um, the beauty of what's making Kenny Omega strong in this whole event is that he's not a Ring of Honor wrestler. Right. He's not a All Japan wrestler. He's becoming their Canadian exclusive. And I think the trust between him and Gato has come that maybe – if this man does not get the, I think twenty records before twenty type uh, V a uh, V twenty, Kenny Omega is going to interrupt it, and mm-hmm. it may not be now, but I wouldn't be shocked if him and Kenny Omega go to Wrestle Kingdom. Was it fourteen? We're coming Th- up thirteen. Thirteen. I would not be shocked if Kenny Omega wins at the next Wrestle Kingdom. I think Kenny Omega got a hell of a future, and I think. If Kenny Omega wins that belt, I I would have to say then Kenny somehow and Cody will be involved in all in going face off. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 I, I don't know. I don't know. Somehow it changes. I still see Tama Tonga as the future. Right. Um, you know how I see Tonga. He has to win the G1 Climax. He should win the G1 Climax. But if he was to go in and to snare a singles title. Uh, the the belt to do it with will probably be the never open weight title, or mm-hmm. maybe even the United States Championship. See, I can't argue with him being the United the never open weight title. I think that title, see, some some titles are beneath certain people. The never over open weight, no, but the U.S. title, I think Tomatonga could show his ass there. Yeah, I believe I think so. he could present there, but when it comes down to for the first time, um. You don't know who's going to come out this match as winner between Kenny because it ironically got set up perfect, and most things are not planned. They didn't plan for this draw in the one and one. That mm-hmm. was that that was just uniquely a great situation, right? A great situation. So I think it leaves us though we want though we know Okada might win. We wouldn't be upset if Kenny walked away from it. And when it comes down to Jericho and Naito, 
I just want to see I want to see Naito with the win, or if Naito loses, I want him and Jericho at the next at the next one. So. I see Jericho um, bleeding again in this match. I see Jericho bleeding. I also see Naito bleeding in this match as well too. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see because we'll they've already told us that story that it's a game of blood, and um. Also, I like that it's a two out of three floors, no disqualified match for the IWGP Heavyweight World Championship, simply because they introduce a gimmick, and the gimmick is not even, you don't even realize it's a gimmick match. It just happened to go like that. Mm-hmm. But if you, Now, mm-hmm. all world title defenses back in the old days, especially the heavyweight championship, the matches were contested, were contested under two out of three, four rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a time there was a 60 minute time limit on each of those matches okay so now no time limit two out of three falls okada says that this match actually plays up to his strengths due to his training and his, his extensive training down in mexico and his time down there because he's familiar with the mexican style right but kenny is a hybrid wrestler and I think this match favors Kenny. I think they both, number one, we know they can tear the house down. They know it. And unfortunately, this this is evenly matched up to the T. And you don't get an even match. If it wasn't evenly matched, we wouldn't even be f- trying to figure out what the outcome is. So now, does this matchup change the face of wrestling history as a whole? No. It, what, you, know what, you know what matches change wrestling history is when Every match is affected throughout all of the business. Okay. Um, when Macho Man and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat wrestled, that match changed motherfucking wrestling history. Mm-hmm. It changed the pace of wrestling. It changed. It, it, it added in the, every the world champion can be a high flower, high flyer. Mm-hmm. Um. That match changed wrestling history. Every 30 years, we get a match. Bret Hart versus Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13. Changed change the face of the That's business. another match where it proved the double switch can work, which was never successful in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And also, they kept a very technical and brawler match, which then turned into what all of the matches looked like for the next 20 years in WWE. Which was the which is the current main event style. Which is the current main event style. Yeah, and now the current main event style is high spot, high spot, high spot, or Brock's German suplex. Mm-hmm. So... Kenny Omega and them at Wrestle Kingdom 12 in Okada. That's when he wrestled, right? Yes, for the first time. For the first time. To me, that match was game-changing because they used every style. Big man, little man, luchador, high fly. Mm -hmm. It was a high-bred wrestling match that gave us a lot. They told a hell of a story. They told a hell of a story. And once again, another match that didn't change the business, but it's the match that's going to change other people's train of thoughts was Jericho and Omega because they were all over the place like bird shit, but it was organized. Yep. So, look, people, we got a short show for you today. It wasn't a lot of news, but we put it all together for you. Oh, wait. There's one other thing I, I got to mention. What's that? Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling hired a brand new president. Um, I forgot the guy's name, but the guy's from uh, Holland. Mm-hmm. And he was the president of Tommy Toys. And uh, one of the things he mentioned was was that he wants to trouble WWE. 
And by saying trouble WWE, he wants to really kind of rock the boat to where New Japan Pro Wrestling will officially become the number two promotion in the world. All right, let me let me jump in here. And I'm not sucking WWE's dick, but WWE had a hell of a head start. Mm-hmm. And it took a man with a lot of ambition. Cody Rhodes can be the second biggest. Whatever he creates can be the second biggest promotion. The problem is English is spoken all over the world, but Japanese is not. And in reality, until you get all those wrestlers speaking in Japanese and English and fluid and cutting promos. Prime example, when WWE was at the Greatest Royal Rumble, when they had the Greatest Royal Rumble, which is just turned out to be a fucking cash grab. When those three guys cut the promos, that Indian dude with the long hair, he transitioned to everybody because he cut an American promo and he spoke as if he had been born in the United States. The other guys you question a little. New Japan is going to have to start teaching motherfuckers English when they sign up. Well, to be frank with you. And a lot of them don't speak as great as English. They can have a conversation yeah. greatly, but in order in order to make something marketable, to in order to win the world, you must win the United States. That's marketing 101. And to shake up the WWE, you now must have a dominant financial market in the American market. You need American television, and none of their superstars translate. Nakamura translates until he talks and opens his mouth. And then he had to use a ugly gimmick we'll called speak No Speaker English. No English. No we'll Speak English. Just to get across, and it worked. So, But you can't do that with every fucking wrestler. No, you can't. But, um, you know. It's a great thought, but I don't think it's going to happen. They're twenty years out of the idea. You, you can't make you can't make them all just like simplistic Japanese heels if you're looking to compete. Right. It, it, this this is where the Jericho and Omega Omega match helps translates that because what you're gonna have is is a bunch of American wrestlers in Japan dominating the show just so you can compete. And I hope he doesn't make that mistake. Well, this is where also where the New Japan LA Dojo comes into play because there will be there will be they're, they're going to need um, gaijin wrestlers to help bolster up the promotion. You know what? And but I just, then they're also doing mm-hmm. the same thing, too, as far as, like, the young boys. So, like, basically their system is actually working to their benefit, where they have an influx of not only the new up-and-coming Japanese workers, but new up-and-coming foreign wrestlers, too. Right, but the trick is you cannot – they is going to – let me go back. My, I just ran 10 thoughts in my head. They can go into the second dark ages if they rely too heavy on Americans and Europeans and Hispanic wrestlers. They must focus on building the Japanese name and the Japanese strength. Mm-hmm. Honda sells not because Americans are telling you to buy Honda. It's because Japan is saying we build better. Mm-hmm. And people trust that. German sells cars because they say, they say we build better. Ford says because it builds American. So not to sound racist, they might have to build American. And it's great that they got someone from Holland there, but maybe they needed someone, maybe maybe he's the right person and they should hire other people to quarterback him because he can he can send them into the second dark ages. Mm. And, that, and it's easy not to care about what's going on in Japan when WWE is marketed all over the world. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm closing out this podcast. Um, 
Don't forget, download, subscribe on iTunes, Wrestlers with Experience, with myself, Mark Knight. I mean, with myself, Dietrich Davis, and to the left of me, Mark, Mark Knight. Knight. A.K.A. Mark Morell. You know how it goes. Right. Um, also, um, download and subscribe um, our other podcast, which is called Important Nobodies, with myself, Dietrich Davis, Daisha Hicks, and the Justin Maloney. Um we like we said we're adding video components we told you all this shit email us at team ddod if you got any wrestling questions at gmail team ddod at gmail.com i'll make sure to put a tagline into it inside of it um and that's pretty much it mark i appreciate you once again always 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 and if you want to follow me ladies and gentlemen follow me on twitter m double 44 instagram uh that's the instagram handle m double 44 yeah oh you changed it to both it's uh and we don't support the other company we, we get cease and desist letters from them okay well you can allegedly uh follow me on don't even mention their name i don't fuck with them <laughs> okay shitter I, it, people uh, people don't know i i caught two mean cease and desist letters the other day had nothing to do with this okay well it I just mean, taught me a lesson well, I mean, I, I was just saying that just to follow some of me, me and some of my music projects, but you know, yeah, we um, and again, for thanks Instagram. to Leo Corin at YouTube for changing the game and fucking everything up across the board. Well, I wasn't even talking about him, so I could talk about the other one. No, no, no I'm just saying in general. I want to thank him for fucking it up across the board, oh, across okay. all lines. I was gonna say shout out to the Bluebird. I don't even know who that is. I'm, I'm beeping that out. Okay. Allegedly. Well, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Yo, we, it, the game has changed. I, I don't know if you, a lot of people who do follow it, um, the rules and regulations of the internet and the reason why you don't hear music on the beginning of this podcast is because the game is about to change. Yes, we saved net neutrality, but motherfuckers had a backup plan when it came to music distribution and Shout out to Smokey Robinson for fucking up the game the other day while he sat up there on Congress and did what he did. And it's going to affect everybody who have podcasts, who use audio on their podcasts, who wants to promote audio. Um, shout out to him. And me and him had a, a mutual friend, a great friend of mine who passed away, who um, I won't say why, how she passed away, but, you know, it was a good friend. We shared the mutual person. I've sat down. I've spoken with that man. Um but you fucked up the game with wrestling. I'm surprised wrestlers will have even wrestling theme music after what he said on Congress the other day. So with that being said, I have sorry for the depressing note. I just went off on a fucking unnecessary rant. Mark, got to teach, brother. That's all we doing. Yeah, you know, we got you know, I got to let them know. But it's just so crazy how legally you got to protect yourself nowadays. Yeah. But um, we thank you guys for listening. Download, subscribe. The network is Dietrich Davis on demand. We will be pushing out unlimited amounts of content soon. Uh, office space is coming. I am in the hunt. So you can guys have a giant presentation. I got all these wrestling belts I need to present. Um, agreements, letters, blah, blah, blah. That's about it. All right. Mark, appreciate you. Oh, no doubt, brother. You know how that goes, man. Catch you I'll, next week. Always look forward to being out here and dropping the gym. And our next week's show will definitely be about Transitional champions. Whoo! <laughs> I think I think that we, that's our gimmick show for next for the month. Mm. Transitional champions, WWE championship, Intercontinental championship, 
and WCW Championship and United States Championship. Let's just focus on that. Okay. Tag teams will will get lost in the motion. Oh yeah, that's true. All right. So those would be the belts. All right. Well, people. All oh, right. and you can follow me at Dietrich Davis at Dietrich Davis on Twitter and Instagram. The other companies can go fuck themselves with their letters of cease and desist. I need even finished. Doing my Twitter thing, my Twitter handle also. I man. thought you was M double. No, that's XMK Nightbuster. Oh, I thought XM you said Nightbuster. it was both for no, the same. XM Nightbuster for Twitter.com. I thought you was changing that one. Um, working on that. I thought you was changing it to Mark Morell for your for your music project. Well, for the music project, it's uh it's M double on Instagram, M double forty four. Um, I'm about to switch that Instagram. I mean, switch my Twitter handle soon. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, it's still XM Nightbuster. But follow me anyway. All right, so there you have it.